All right, guys. So what's up? Uh, we decided we're going to start a podcast. And so uh, my name is Josiah Greer. This is my brother. Samuel. And so uh, this is something we wanted to do for a while. And so we're going to jump into it. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about what the name of the of the podcast is and yeah. why we went with that. So if uh, you've read the title of the podcast, you've seen that we're called The Chiss Ascendancy. Yeah. Subtitle. Star Wars Ideas. From Wild Space. From Wild Space. And uh, we were just kind of tossing around ideas back and forth. Uh, and we are both pretty big Thrawn fans. We both really like what he stands for. We think he got done pretty wrong in Rebels. Yeah. Uh, but Thrawn is Thrawn is Thrawn. He's just a cool dude. <laughs> uh, and our ideas are a little bit off the wall. You know, not always, you know, the popular, we hate the prequels because I'm actually a genuine prequels fan. Oh, yeah. Um. I find myself going back and watching the prequels more than more than yeah. any of the other films. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of hard to deny the fact that I'd say sixty to seventy percent of like the really iconic Star Wars quotes come from the prequels. Yeah, you can't fake that. That's that's genuine fandom. Uh, so we went with Chiss Ascendancy uh, because it's kind of niche, and so we wanted bit, to to bit. touch those hardcore fans. Uh, and so it's something that we also feel kind of describes us. It's something that we're like Samuel was saying, we're from, uh, some of our ideas are coming from out of the blue. And so, uh, <laughs> we're, nah, I got it. Yeah. Out of the red eyes, blue skin. <laughs> so, uh, we're based out of Houston, Texas and, uh, Samuel actually just moved back. Uh, he was living near Austin. And so this was the best time ever to just go ahead and start. And uh, see where it takes us. Right on. And so we're kind of in a raw setup right now. We want to get a, we want to get like a, a specific like a desk set up, you know, kind of stuff around us, kind of create that uh, that cool eclectic look. But for right now, we just want to go ahead and start. We're just, uh, chomping at the bit to get this thing going. Yeah. So Samuel, episode one, Chiss Ascendancy Star Wars podcast. What are we talking about? We are going to be talking about our initial reactions. To the Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars Episode 9. Star Wars Episode 9, end of an era. Uh, the end, end of, of the entire saga. End of the whole Star Wars Skywalker Supposedly. saga. Well, I think anything that they're going to be doing, it can't be Skywalker anymore, right? Well, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, <clears throat> they've said it's the end twice before. Right, so. right, right. 10, 11, 12, here we go. Uh, but yeah, we want to talk about the Rise of Skywalker and... Um, so we thought, man, this is the perfect time to start a podcast, perfect time to digest episode nine. And then there's so much Star Wars coming up. We've got, right. uh, you know, there's Clone Wars coming in just a couple of weeks. Oof. Episode nine just finished. Episode, or, uh, season one of Mandalorian just finished with season two coming in the fall. Uh, They're going to so start many filming rumors. on Kenobi soon? Yeah, filming Kenobi. Uh, and then rumor of Rebels uh, sequel show, cartoon following Ahsoka right. and Sabine, maybe. And if, listen, if they can redeem what's going on with Thrawn, I'll be happy with it. Uh, but we'll see. So They did my man Thrawn wrong. I know. I feel like I kept waiting for the setup for like, right. now I gotcha. Well, and and it's, it's, like, it's so funny because Timothy's on in the books. He's like having to correct how they treated him in, in Rebels because they have to tie in and it's relationship with Vader. And Vader's like, you fail. And he's like, <laughs> only once. You know, and so he's trying to <laughs> trying to balance that out where he just like doesn't lose more than one time, right? Uh, in, in any of the books, really. Okay, so let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Episode nine, our first episode. We're jumping in. So 
what were your initial thoughts from the rise of Skywalker? Because I know that we're some of the biggest Star Wars fans to all our circle of friends. Right. You know, obviously there's right. people out there that know more than us and all that kind of stuff. But in our initial circle, we were the Star Wars guys. And so um, I remember having a lot of texts from friends and stuff. Hey, when are you going? What theater are you going to? What time? All that kind of stuff. Um, and I wanted to see it with a bunch of different people. Right. But I decided the night of the initial screening, let's just go me, you, and Macy, my wife. Right. So let's just us three go and digest it and see, get our emotions out. Right. And then we can, don't even. <laughs> we'll, and we'll go into, you know, what's after that. And so you walk out of the theater, your first screening. What's your thoughts? My first ever thought. As, December as it 19th or whatever. Closed out. I was like, this might not only be the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen, but it might be the best movie I've ever seen. I've since come down off of that high <laughs> because I still have my, you know, top 10 list that I've accumulated over the years. Um, but I thought it was phenomenal. I I saw it four times the first week. Right. I think it's actually the first Star Wars movie in living memory that I saw more than him uh, the first week. I still need to, I know, the first week you beat me, but I need to still go. My goal is seven times. Whether I loved it or didn't like it, I wanted to see it seven times. It's the last Skywalker saga movie. And I've seen it three, so I need to. I need to you hurry need to up. Buckle down, yeah. <laughs> so get at it. When you walked out of the theater, your thought was best Star Wars ever. Maybe best Star Wars ever. I knew that I was oh like, I knew that I was on this high. Yeah. I had so many things that I wanted to happen. Even the stuff that I didn't like. R.I.P. Ben. I can understand why it had to happen. Right. Uh, I felt like. Oh, uh, backstory a little bit. If you disagree with probably either one of us on what they did in the last jedi we're probably not going to agree on very much uh sequel <laughs> sequel discussion <laughs> but i felt personally that it corrected a lot of the errors that were done in the last jedi yeah it brought luke back to us he had respect for the weapon of a jedi yeah uh he was actually kind of guiding the jedi or what was left of it instead of being like it's time for the jedi to end you yeah. know uh, I, and I think now that I've seen it a bunch of times and digested it and had talks with you and some of my friends on, online and even in person, but um, one of the things that's really stood out to me is I think that the crew for Episode Nine really did a great job of bringing back right. the Luke that we know and love, right? But not dismissing what he went through in Episode Eight, right? Because when it first happened, as he's he, dead. The, the, the initial, when he takes the lightsaber, right? When Ray throws it and he says, the weapon of a Jedi deserves more respect. Right. Initially, I'm like, yeah, take that, Ryan! Uh, but I realized that Ryan's goal with Luke Skywalker, right. even if I disagree with it, was that he wanted to portray that Luke felt like he was hopeless, that he had right. failed. And I right. think that J.J. did a great job of maybe bringing the Luke that we wanted to see back around right. a little bit, but also saying I was wrong, acknowledging that the stuff that happened in episode eight happened. Right. But, but that it wasn't hindsight the is right 2020. approach to it. Exactly. Um, and especially with the new Kylo comics coming out, you know, we're starting to see uh, how that affected Luke personally and what his relationship to Ben was before his fall and corruption by Snoke. Um, and so that kind of, you know, sheds a little more light on it, gives a little more understanding. But to me, Luke was always the never say die kind of person. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Episode four. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go into the freaking Death Star right? and get this person I've never met. 
Like, imagine, it's funny because it's 1977, right. so the idea of technology and stuff is different, obviously, than now. But imagine you're just scrolling through Instagram, and you see the hottest chick you've ever seen, and you go, yeah, I'll go to the Death Star for her. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then All episode Storm five, Area 51 for Princess Leia. <laughs> episode 5, he's training. He's finally found Yoda, the, like, Jedi Master that Ben's ghost tells him about on Hoth. Right. He's fulfilling his destiny. No pun intended. <laughs> and then he's like, I sense slight trouble. Like, he doesn't even know what's happening. Right. He just knows they're in danger. I'm gone. I'm leaving. I'm walking headlong into Darth Vader. <laughs> and, and and when you think about yeah. it, he doesn't even know that Darth Vader's his dad yet. Yeah, no, he has and no so idea. He has, there's no mercy. Yeah, there's he's no loyalty. Just, there's no allegiance, really. It's just yeah. him going after his friends again. Uh, and then you get to Jedi, and he's like, you know that really bad guy? <laughs> I bet there's a part of him that when he sees a puppy, he's like, oh. Yeah. There's good like, I'm going to redeem him. It's funny because he, he realizes that he's endangered the entire mission by being there. So instead, he goes in person. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend nobody else was on that ship that I came in on that everybody knows I was on. Right. Because I've endangered the mission just by being on it. And I was here by myself. Yeah, so he's just going to go and find Vader. <laughs> just going to go by himself. Um, so, anyways, then you fast forward to episode 7, nothing really happens. Looks right. at the very end. Episode 8. They have a nice little staring contest. He, he is now. just pissed. <laughs> he hates his life. He hates everybody. He hates everybody else's um, life. And so... He's drinking walrus milk. Oh, Dude, <laughs> that look that he gives where he's like... Mm. It's sour. Like, it just looks terrible. So, it's terrible right out of the spout. But, uh, anyway, so, after episode eight, it was very, like, I don't know how I felt. Yeah. And I and I still enjoyed it. And right. Well, and it's like... When, I've gone back and watched it multiple times. Yeah, when we watched it for the first time, I remember enjoying it during it, and mm -hmm. then afterwards I was digesting a little bit, and I was like, man, there's... It left me wanting quite a bit. Yeah. You know, there were things... And a not, lot of and not, not in a way that it's like... Wow, I just got off a roller coaster. I'm gonna go back in line. It right. was more like that's like, that's what you got, huh? They're like, uh, any other roller coaster besides Space Mountain here at Disneyland? No, okay. <laughs> gonna go gonna go home now. It was it was crazy because <clears throat> I loved Kylo Ren is my favorite sequel trilogy character. Yeah, of course. And it's not even close. And Kylo in episode eight was amazing. And so I think that that overshadowed everything yeah, I else. I think all of my favorite parts of the episode eight were Kylo Ren's meltdowns. Yeah. You know, just the times that he would just snap. Yeah. You know, I freaking loved it. And I, I think that <clears throat> to the defense of episode eight, I feel like the era that we live in makes it harder to be a Star Wars fan yeah. just for yourself. Yeah. You know? Because I remember leaving episode nine and loving it. And as soon as I got out, some people that I'm... Like, some of my best Star Wars uh, friends were like, didn't care for it. And I was like, what do you mean? Um, I was pretty upset by some of the negative feedback. And I was just like, ah, not real fans. You know, they don't yeah, know what yeah. they're talking about. Get out of here. So, anyway, so your initial thoughts was, best Star Wars ever. Maybe best Star Wars ever. Maybe oh even gosh. best movie ever. Again, I've come down off of that. Um, but I loved what they did with the characters. Uh, one thing I was afraid that they were going to do when I was seeing some of the concept art from the beginning mm -hmm. was that they were going to kind of fall into the trap of episode eight, which was <laughs> introducing a bunch of new characters and trying to develop them all really quickly whilst neglecting the characters we already had right. and we wanted to see a lot of. Like right. if episode eight would have just been 
uh, Kylo Ray, Luke Snoke, that's a perfect Star Wars movie for me. Like that would have been the perfect move right. for eight. Uh, I understand there are people that like Finn, people that like Poe, people. I guess Leia would have obviously played a critical role in that. Um, but they, you know, introduced a bunch of new characters that took necessary screen time for the original characters, and I felt like that was kind of hurting. So I was afraid they were going to do that with nine. Um, there were a lot of new characters. There were, but they didn't detract. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they had new characters, but they weren't just like, hey, I'm new and I have my own plan. You know, these were characters that right. were adding on and at least supplementing the characters in the plot line that we already had. Yeah. Um, so it's, I felt it's like kind they did of that like, right. It's kind of like Han Solo in episode four, when they meet him, the train's already going one right. way. And Han's like, guess we're getting on this train. <laughs> right. And I feel like uh, in episode nine, there was a good balance of that too. Yeah, ironic use of train because of Solo. Ah, uh, well, you know me. Uh, so my initial thoughts, I was right there with you. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to need to watch Empire again <laughs> because this was fantastic. I really loved it. And I felt yeah. like, um, man, there were things that I wanted to happen that didn't happen. Right. Uh, I mean, that's really going to, when you're that vested in anything, yeah. there are going to be things. That and I think also, again, back to, because we're in you know 2019 at the time, 2020 now, but because of the time that we live in, there's so many you know, YouTube videos, theories, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And that's some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Like I remember sitting in my office, you know, with any kind of down, any kind of downtime before episode seven uh, and being like, who's this guy? Who's Snow? He's still Plagueis. <laughs> and so I think that one of the reasons that episode eight suffered, excuse me, from so much fan backlash mm-hmm. is because we all had these ideas. Right. Well, and it's like, there were a lot of things that we were curious about uh, for episode seven. Phasma was way overhyped and then got shoved in a trash compactor after 30 seconds of screen time. Uh, we barely saw Snoke at all, but everything we saw was super dope. We wanted more. We had a lot of questions. We had a lot of theories. People thought he was Jar Jar. I would have killed myself. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there were things that we were moving towards and everybody right. was curious about. And all those, most, for the most part, were just thrown out of the window. Yeah. And so I feel like we returned a little bit. Yeah. Um, but still, Episode <clears throat> 9 presents so many questions that I think they're going to have to unpack in a comic or a book or yeah. something. Like, so who the freak is Snoke then? Right. You know? So, right. well, anyways. And spoilers, if you haven't. Uh, what? Well, I guess it's, if you read the Kylo Ren comic, it's not too much to let on that, you know, he was. He's already around. Yeah, he was already around. And he kind of had like a working relationship with Luke and Kylo at the same time. Like they had both interacted. Apparently, Snoke was super damaged because of Luke. We don't know how that happened yet. I think that's false. Why? Because I think that whatever Snoke is trying to portray to Kylo, I think it's to just lure. You, you know, think you can't trust? You Luke think Luke Snoke on purpose to... got his crap handed to him for the purpose of seducing Kylo? Yeah. What I'm saying is either that or like Snoke is obviously a clone of some sort, right? So you know, like they could just produce a damaged individual. Yeah, you know? but you know, because the thing is, we I don't guess... we don't really, we don't know if it's a, a clone of the same character. We don't know if it's some kind of. I think uh, he's a generated hologram. species. I think. I mean, he's obviously there because he but, has a force but, presence. But you know what of, I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, if okay, if I'm trying to convince you that Luke does not have your best interest, right? And I'm just this sweet old man that's wearing right. a freaking weird hippie robe, living on a flower planet. Yeah. Then 
if I look one way and then there's a confrontation, right. maybe Kylo's not there for it, right. Ben's not there Trying for Trying to it. undermine his faith in Luke. And then he's like, it doesn't matter what Luke did to me, you know? You know but very, he's, very classic Palpatine. like, yeah, exactly. Like, because the question's also there, like, if if Palpatine in the prequels was hiding his presence, was he also hiding his appearance? And maybe the dark side started to already ravage his body. Maybe so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I, it, I'm not saying it, yeah. I necessarily agree with that, but right. I'm saying the concept is there for right. S- no, like Ben at his core, and one of the things that the comic is doing a really good job of unpacking is that. Ben already had a really strong bent towards the dark side. Well, not just that, but he has a very, very like he's also a very kind and loving person. Yeah, that feel he felt like he didn't have a choice, right? But to become who he became, right? And after the fall, I mean, we've only got two issues in, right? But after the fall, there's obviously decisions that he's going to have made that hurt his character, right? And push him further towards the dark, right? But I think that what Snoke is doing is preying on that innocence almost mm-hmm. and saying, well, it doesn't matter what he did to me. Let's talk about you. Right. Cause like when they, when they are talking, there's this embrace that happens where right. Snoke's like loving on him. It's really, it's really kind of perverted because the way that he's treating him and the way that he is in some of the other comics and especially in episode eight right. is just night and day different, right. but we're getting off track a little bit, a little but, bit. uh, um, so you've seen it four times. I've seen, it, I've seen times. it three. Are you satisfied or do you want to see it again before it's out of I'll theaters? watch it every day for the rest of my life. I, I, I really do <laughs> want to go see it again in theater just because. So is five, would five be a good round number for you? I think five would be a good round number just because I don't want to, like, I've listened to my favorite songs a lot yeah. in life. And if you set that song as your alarm, you're like, God, I hate this song. Right. You know, like, right. A, like five days into it. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to like overdo it, but I want to go in and catch more of the nuanced things. Like, yeah. uh, you know, for instance, the smaller things like when Ray force heals Kylo after basically killing him, she also undoes all the damage that she did to him in the former movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's And like, you caught that early on. Uh, I think I noticed it when they kissed. Macy noticed it and brought it up first. Yeah. Just so his wife noticed it first. But then I watched it and it happened, you know, at the same time. It mm-hmm. wasn't gradual. Um, so there's a little bit of symbolism there and them healing their relationship as well as their physical hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of nuanced little things in there that I didn't catch the first time or that, you know, I wanted to see more and more or, uh, even if it's just the little stuff, like when Kylo's fighting the Knights of Ren, I wanted to hear one of them talk so bad. Uh, and then you finally hear one of them make a noise in the fight scene. You hear a nice little, <laughs> you yeah. know, but I didn't, I had to see it in like a higher quality environment. I really would have loved... <clears throat> You know, obviously, the more times you see it, and the if you really hate a movie, you're probably not going to see it a bunch of times. Right. But if you really love a movie, you know those goggles start to kind of come off a little right. bit the more and more you see it. And uh, I've seen it three times, and like I said, I want to see it seven. So I've got to watch it like the next four days in a row before right. it's out of theaters. But um, now that I'm, 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 oh my gosh, I just pulled the heck out of my earphones. I'm married, and I have. Uh, two little kids and so it's hard to to make that much time but um i would love to see it again at least two more times um but preferably i would love to get to that seven i don't know why that number is just in my mind but uh if i'm gonna do seven might as well do nine i was about to say might as well make it nine (laughs) but uh i would love to have seen uh the knights of ren tested against another group of fighters yeah doesn't matter who it doesn't have to be somebody elite just like uh you know maybe some of the ground forces on Exegol try to go and reinforce Ray or something like right. that. 
and I just wanted to see the Knights of Ren just destroy somebody. Or even, I think they could have been involved in the pursuit in the desert. You know what I mean? If they would have brought right, them right, right. earlier. Um, maybe like they're the advanced guard. Maybe there's just, I guess they're all in that cool ship that's doing space pollution. But uh, <laughs> Dude, that thing is sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by how apparently fuel inefficient it is. <laughs> uh, but it looks dope. They're He's like, like the dark side. Yeah, you see, care about you see your small <laughs> Kylo in his own speeder, like going behind him. He's got his like windshield wipers. He's like, God, these guys <laughs> get your muffler fixed. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it would have been cool if they would use them a little bit more. Again, probably stayed away from it just for the fact that they didn't want to stumble into uh, the Last Jedi's trap, where it was just too much, you know, to yeah. to really focus on the main line, which I feel like they did really well. See, that's the complaint most people have is that it's, it's there's so much going on. Well, I mean, there had to be, right? Um, like you've you've raised the point that uh, a slow movie will never get faster, but a faster movie, the more you see it, the more yep. times. And I know. stand by that. I yeah. think that a lot of people's complaint was there was so much going on. Yeah. But having seen it three times, you've seen it four times. Right. If I see it two or three more times, I'm just going to be, you know, you find yourself already. You're taking everything in, but you find yourself being like. I'm just waiting on this scene. I'm right. Just waiting on this scene. Not that the other stuff is boring, but you have a specific thing that you're that you enjoy. Right. Um, and so yeah, when uh, Palpatine like lightnings the speakers. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is so sweet. But yeah. um, okay, so my next question that I want us to cover is uh, the more we see it. Okay. Right. You talked about best movie ever, and you've like since like come out of that yeah, high. Like when I was in it, I was like, I know it's not the best movie I've seen, but it's the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. You know? So my question is, does it? Do you think not just now, but in the future, do you think it holds up? And here's what I mean by that. Um, you know, some movies come out and they're really, really great. Right. Like and the then prequels the future, were really appreciated in their time, and then as people started to unpack them, they kind of hated. Yeah. Them a like bit. I, I remember seeing a video from the. Uh, from the first screening of episode one, mm-hmm. right? Which is a lot of people's least favorite movie, which I don't get that, but whatever. Uh, and it was, they're asking all these celebrities. And maybe it's because it's Hollywood, given Hollywood love. Right, I don't right. know. But uh, but I specifically remember them talking to Shaq. And they're like, so what do you think? And he's like, hey, Mr. Lucas did it again. Great movie. You know, like he's just loving on it. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like, again, now that, not that the internet was as big of a thing back then, but the talk of movies and stuff, there's right. not that awe anymore. Right. Um, and so I feel like uh, over the years, do you think that people will appreciate Episode Nine more or do you think it will digress? Uh, do you think it will regress in people's opinions? I think it really is just going to depend on a person's ability to love something with inanimate flaws or with inherent flaws. Yeah. Um, just because... I know that people liked the prequels until a lot of opinions started to circulate and somebody raised an issue and somebody else was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> when are we like, going to get some like, that opinion's mine now and I'm not going to work at all yes. to try and defeat that. Yeah. And I, I, that's something that we struggle with in today's not just, I mean, I'm not trying to get into any kind of religion, politics, any of that stuff, but right. like, I feel like there's so much nowadays that it's like, oh yeah, I, I kind of relate to that on an emotional level. I don't need to... To develop an opinion at all. This is my opinion now. Right. Um, and so I really, you know, for instance, growing up, right? And I guess the, I guess uh, episode two came out in 2003, something like that. Yeah. Um, wow. Is that right? I think so. Okay. So 
uh, I would have been 10, you would have been 8 years old. Okay? And so when that movie came out, uh, you might have even been 7 because it came out in the spring of 2003. So you would have been 7 years yeah. old, about to be 8. So anyways, um, now you guys know his birthday and his social security number. <laughs> but uh, when it came out, all I could think about was how freaking sweet Django Fett was. Like, right. to this day, I hate Mace Windu on some level because <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad that he killed Django Fett. But I remember thinking, like, look at all these Jedis. Look at all these. Like, I was just <laughs> wow. like, wow, wow, I was like, wow, what is happening? Like, freaking uh, Count Dooku pulls out his lightsaber and I was like, it's curved. Right. Like, it just blew my mind on so many levels. And then as the years went on, I remember hearing people being like, that romance sucked. That dialogue sucked. The movie sucked. And I was like, the last 40 minutes is some <laughs> of the greatest cinema we've ever seen. Yeah. And so I feel like... Yeah, it's... I Sometimes I think about those comments and I'm like, it's in my very soul tormenting me. <laughs> Fellas, that is a pickup line that is 100% <laughs> successful. So just take that one. Run with it. Take it to the bank. But what's crazy is, uh, you know, I was t- talking to my friend Brandon uh, on Instagram. Shout out. A skeleton astronaut but i remember we were talking about like i just want to go in and enjoy the movie and so right. i was i remember we were talking and i was like if i don't talk to you for three weeks after the movie godspeed because <laughs> i just did not want to hear any negativity right when it came out of the movie and, and and partially because there are parts of episode eight that i really really like there's parts right. that i really love and the really good parts have been outweighed by the bad parts because it's been such a talking right point you know what i mean right um, so like, you know, the way that Snoke was handled now that I'm seeing everything in a picture, it makes sense that it was a, you know, the visual dictionary for episode nine says that him, it was, he was almost set up to betray Snoke on purpose right. as a test. Right. Now that we know that he's not the big yeah, bad. That now that Snoke was just like a stepping stone to his real exactly. the dark side. And so, um, I feel like over time there's going to be a lot of questions that mm-hmm. now that Disney owns it, they don't feel the need to answer every single small question via the silver screen. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So like because they want to get those comics out there. They want exactly, to get the exactly. books out there. Exactly. So I feel like I feel like if there's a comic or a book or a freaking they Dooku Jedi Lost was just an audiobook at first, something right. like that. Right. If they do that sort of thing to explain what's going on with the Emperor, all that kind of stuff, and I'm kind of but bumping into the next <laughs> segment, but um, I feel like it hit a lot of the major points I wanted it to hit. Right. And the little stuff that I'm like, but what about this? Right. I feel like those areas will get covered. I think so too. And I think that if you're a if you're a super Star Wars fan, you're not worried about it because you're going to read the comics. You're right. going to, or at right. least when you're going like, to watch the other yeah. podcasts. You're going to watch the other YouTube YouTube channels right. to, to get that info. Even if you're not reading the comic, you're going to watch the videos that are breaking those down. Right. Um, and depending on how this goes, maybe that's something we can do. Um, so anyways, so next thing, and I'm sure we're way behind on time, but we're killing it. All right. So my next thing is, um, what are some of our favorite and some of our, I know we, we loved it, but some of our least favorite things, I guess the things you love the least <laughs> right. from episode nine. So I guess I'll, I'll start this one, but, um, okay. Favorites. Um, Kylo Ren. He's just the he's the bomb. I loved uh, I loved his character throughout the movie. Yeah, I love that they did um, Kylo so right. I love really that even when he meets the freaking emperor, and Ray's like, "Did you find a new master?" He's like, 
Nope. <laughs> like he's he's. I love that Kylo is so confident in his yeah. ability to rule yeah. or to. I don't even think he wants to rule the galaxy. Yeah, I just I, think he wants to find out whatever it is he's right. He's he's kind of aimless at times, you know. But he just he has a desire to figure himself out. I guess is what mm-hmm. the real the real pull is towards. But I love that even when you meet Sheev Palpatine, who's been around since God knows how long, and the Emperor's like. I feel like you're betraying me. He's like, I'm not betraying you. And then he talks to and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He talks to and he's like, so we're going to betray him, okay? So, uh, so we're going to double cross, right? I loved, I just loved his character. I loved his development. Uh, I felt like over all three movies, you know, in episode seven, people were like, raise a Mary Sue. She's too powerful, too quick. And I'm like, they melted minds. Don't you understand? <laughs> um, but anyways... The movie's called The Force Awakens, Deadgummit. Like, yeah, The Force uh, Awakened. But I, I would say that the best storyline, the best arc over all three movies is Kylo Ren's. And so I loved how... Because well, he is he is the Skywalker. And I know that The Rise of Skywalker, uh, the name of it probably points more to Rey adopting herself into the Skywalker but family. But maybe it ta- it's also talking about Ben being <clears throat> raised right, from perdition. Right, But for me... Supernatural shout out. <laughs> uh, Kylo's story arc is the Skywalker portion of this new trilogy. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole story of Star Wars is the Skywalker <clears throat> story. You know, all the movies... You know, you got Solo or you've got Rogue One It says a Star Wars story, but Star Wars is Skywalker. Right. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. That's, that's Kylo's And role. until they come out with a new trilogy or a new series or whatever right. that is just a chunk, like, right. Star Wars is about the Skywalkers. Right. And even Solo <laughs> is like, remember that guy that helped the Skywalkers? Here's how he started. <laughs> you know, Rogue One, yeah. like, they did all this stuff for the plans, but you know what everybody's favorite part is? Skywalker. Darth, Darth Vader, Vader at the end in. of the movie. Everybody asked me, what do you think about Rogue One? And I was like, let me tell you about the very last scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I cared about and then even in the moment. I know, obviously, movie timeline-wise, the episode four Star Wars came out before Rogue One. Right. But it's still ironic to me that they're like, the plans brought to us by Princess Leia. <laughs> like, everything just revolves around the Skywalkers. So, right. I know that Rey becoming a Skywalker was a thing, but... I think the rise also has a lot to maybe it's both, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the dark side awoken Ben, episode seven, similar with, you know, episode nine. Maybe it's his rise from darkness back to light. Right. Right. Um but anyways, right. uh that Kylo's story was my favorite thing. Adam Driver is the best actor Adam that Driver's we've seen in Star Driver. Wars yeah, he's killing in a long time. Yeah. And uh so he was amazing. Um okay. We're gonna talk about it eventually, so let's just unpack it. My favorite scene by far is after Rey heals Kylo and she leaves. He's kind of confused. He doesn't know what's going on. And you just hear, hey kid. Hey kid. (laughs) And obviously Harrison Ford's voice is far and away sexier and deeper than mine. (laughs) But he's like, you know, hey kid. And he turns around and who's there? But freaking Han Solo. I the thought that himself. they did that scene perfectly. There, he yeah. wasn't a Force ghost. Yeah. He was there, you know, as a memory, but in the flesh. Yeah, he was so there the wasn't Kylo Jiminy Cricket. You yeah, know what I mean? There like, was exactly. There wasn't a weird like, <laughs> hey, he can't be a Force ghost. He's not Force sensitive. Like, right. there's no... It was just clean. Yeah. And, uh, man, uh, that first viewing, guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I lost it. He sobbed. I lost my cool. Like a baby. All right. I'm sitting in the theater, and of course, you know, the theater we went to, you can assign your seats, so I'm sitting, and I'm, I'm 
towards the end of the aisle. So here's my wife, here's me, here's, here's Samuel. And we're sitting there and I'm already an emotional guy, especially when it comes to, you know, things I really am passionate about. But right. I just hear, hey kid. And I, I mean. Let me tell you the story. Right, so he's, ahead. he's sitting there and I was pretty moved by it. You know, it's an important thing. You're like, oh my God, are they going to kill Kylo like that? Ray's like, I wanted to take Ben's hand. And she leaves. Dude, she they, takes his, they she killed, takes his TIE fighter. What a jerk, first of all. They killed and saved like 12 people in this movie. <laughs> I was oh like, what god. happened to Chewbacca? Oh god, he's alive, thank god. <laughs> when freaking Ray got Kylo with his own saber, I was like, oh! Yeah, I was like, first of all, what a cheap shot. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he's just weeping over his dead mom, that's all. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm already like pretty moved by it. And then... Uh, I hear, hey kid, and over to my left, I just hear, <laughs> and he's freaking boohooing. He's like rocking back and forth. Dude, he's sobbing. It got me so good, man. Oh my goodness. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I did for sure go, <sighs> yeah, like, he, he lost control of his breathing. It I've was never cried emotional. like that at a movie before. Yeah, in my neither. life. I still haven't. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I remember being like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And, um, man, Kylo's just, he, he feels, and, and again, this, the comic is so great. It's supplementing what you want to see. At helping you yeah. understand his journey because he feels this right. whole time like, I cannot come back right. and it's and that's my fault. kind of what I wanted to point out earlier when we were talking about Snoke manipulating his innocence is when Rey is getting that invitation to the dark side again from Kylo. He's like, you can't go back just like I can't. Like, he feels like it's, it's something too much. he cannot do. It's not an yeah. option for him because he's gone too far. And so, um, man, and then the mirroring <clears throat> of the talk from the catwalk in episode seven. Yeah. You know, the hand on the it's face. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Kylo, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if there's drink to do it. And yep. then he says, Dad. Oh, man, that one got me, too. My tears were finally drying from just the, hey, kid. And I'm like, Ooh! and then my tears are finally clearing up. I'm trying to hear the freaking movie. And then he goes, you know, he puts his freaking hand on his face. Yeah. And then Kylo says, Dad. We've never heard Kylo Ren say Dad before. What's this nonsense? It's been Han Solo since day one. You guys right. did not tell me this was going to happen. Uh, but he was like, Dad. And I was oh, like, man. <laughs> and, and he said and then Han Solo says I know freaking kill, like yeah. Harrison Ford Classic with the Han I knows um, but it was just beautiful and then he throws the daggum lightsaber a hundred yards a, a how little, far does he throw that freaking lightsaber he like does a little like batting practice he's like Force push, you know, <laughs> throws it out into the next hemisphere. I felt like I watched him at like, you're at a professional basketball game and they're like, you guys way up there, 600 yards away. You guys want a T-shot out wide. <laughs> like, I feel like he was like, you know what you have to do. <laughs> shoots this dadgum uh, lightsaber out of a T-shirt cannon. You know, Kylo's interacting with his memory of his dad uh, on some level. Uh, almost yeah. like a little uh, split personality kind of schizophrenia sort of thing going on. We won't unpack it too much. But, like, he turns around, he expects to see his dad. You can see he's hopeful, and then he's disappointed. Mm. And I was like, oh, he misses his dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was rough. <clears throat> and even, like, uh, you know, in episode eight, you have that little tidbit where he can't fire on Leia. Right. Like they have that connection. Right. So when she goes, man, like, her her sacrifice to reach out to him right. took everything it she had It literally took everything she had. 
And you made an interesting theory. I think... Are you talking about my staying present living force theory? Yes. So we were talking about it and we're like, why didn't her body disappear until Ben died? You know, Ben's body disappears, she she disappears. And I'm thinking, and there's really no substance to it except for this is the only thing I can think of. And it's 2020, so we're making a video about what we think. We're gonna do it. Uh, I think that she kind of went into like like her... Force presence left her body, but it hadn't completely melded with the cosmic force a la the Clone Wars in the comics and all those conversations that you hear between uh, Ben Kenobi, Yoda, Qui-Gon about, you know, shifting your existence from the living force to the cosmic force. And that's how a force ghost... Right. And I think that her consciousness kind of stayed present in the living force, manipulating things just enough, and she stayed around to oversee everything until it was completed and you know you hear luke tell ray uh that leia felt that somebody would take this lightsaber finish her work her work was kylo you know so her work wasn't finished until kylo's work was finished and then when that happened she was gone and then she became part of the cosmic force yeah fantastic yeah that's that's what i think again (laughs) really not really no proof to it (laughs) can't substantiate it at all but that's what i think so uh, yeah, Kylo, the highlight, absolutely. I love seeing Palpatine back. Right. Uh, I like the strongest uh, villain of all time. I like that we finally see a little bit uh, more substantial struggle for Rey because Rey's been pretty much a one trick pony in that she's very one directional. Um, yeah. But, you know. And she's like, the whole time, she's like, I'm not changing. I'm not changing. Right. I'm not changing. And then all of a sudden, she has this identity crisis where she, you know wants to move towards the light but then she feels like she's not worthy of it because of her heritage um and when that's kind of solidified you finally have that uh it's almost like a matched struggle with what kylo's doing Mm -hmm. you know kylo has this like light side legacy family that he's trying to push away he's trying to push away and he feels the call to the light and uh (laughs) you know ray obviously is the entire embodiment of the light side but now she's finally got you know this some heritage you know and that's where the dyad's at you know where it's like they're both a yin yang <laughs> you know right, they're both right. light and dark side and they're kind of circling each other i thought that was beautifully done uh so those are some of your favorite things okay what is not that there's a least favorite but what was one or two things that you were like i could have done without that or something even if it was something that was lacking that you would have liked to have seen yeah which i feel like you're gonna steal what i wanted to say but go ahead uh, so I know that we've talked about it, but we kind of agree on it. I w- I would like to have seen Kylo continue on. Yes. When I think about it, I understand why it had to happen. I know that, I mean, he was just barely hanging on. He was like, one leg was completely behind it. He wasn't limping. He was like dragging, dragging it like yeah. uh, Herbert's dog from Family Guy, you know? It was just completely behind him. <laughs> so he was just hanging on by a thread. And he gave everything he had to Ray. They kissy-kissy. Uh, when we were watching the movie and he had revived her, I looked at Josiah and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's going to happen. Uh, and then, you know, like he gave her basically everything that she had so that she could continue on with the legacy of the Jedi. And we've also discussed, I was like, I don't think that somebody could have reasonably expected both Kylo and Rey to survive an encounter with probably, probably the most powerful dark side user we've seen, especially canons now. Mm-hmm. Um it's just not reasonable to expect that. The loot, the dude literally just took out like an entire galaxy's worth of ships without moving from his chair. Yeah. Uh, he literally was sitting here and just did a little wrist swivel. And he's like, 
<laughs> you uh, know. So you would have liked to. Have but seen I would ben like survive. to have seen. I would have liked to have seen Ben survive and kind of carry on that work, aka most force sensitive child of all time. Yeah. Uh, super baby. Uh, what else? Yeah, I kind of would have. I guess also it would have been really hard for them to reconcile what Ben had done. Right. When he re-meets, you know, all those people. <clears throat> uh, here's what I'll say. Yeah, you, you go. Okay. I loved the voices of the Jedi. Yes. I would have very much loved physical. Oh, my God. If I, and listen, I told everybody I work with, I told you, I told Macy, I told all my friends, I said, if Qui-Gon shows up as a force ghost, not just the voice, Force but ghost. in the physical I presence, it so bad. I was going to take my shirt off. I, I, I had sworn up and down, and I was prepared, man. My When I was hearing those voices pop up, my hands creeped up on the inside of my t-shirt, <laughs> and I was ready to take that bad boy off. I really, really did think that if we didn't get it when I really thought we were going to get it, we were going to get it at the end when she's like, who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she was going to see all the Jedi all around her, yeah. all around your familiar faces. Uh, or maybe when she's about to die, and she's like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, that we were going to get kind of a Harry Potter... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...you know, moment where all the really impactful people were surrounding her. I really wanted to see Like, even if it was just for a second. <laughs> right. Like, I am all the Sith. Yeah. And then if she, you know, hit that double lightsaber, and even just for a... Just a glimpse. Yeah. Just a, a twinkle of the or, eye. Yeah, or even if we just saw, like, a reflection in her eye. Like, we don't see him, but she knows they're there. Yes. Oh. I am all the Jedi. I would have loved it. Oh, that would have been so sick. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that was my number one thing that I was like, oh, come on. Um, another thing that I wanted to see that I know was far-fetched, I wanted Thrawn to show up <laughs> with the chess. I know it's far-fetched, and I know it, it kind of goes against what you were saying of you don't want them to steal time from the Kylos and the Rays right. of the story. It would have been tight. If the fleet was the Chiss Ascendancy, like Palpatine had finally made good on the deal, if you haven't read the new Thrawn trilogy, please pick up your books at your local bookstore. It's worth your time. Uh, but that was one of his plans. But that was one of his things, was that Thrawn basically made a pact with Palpatine. Hey, I'll give you my services and basically take over the galaxy for you single-handedly if you also <laughs> help me protect my interests, a.k.a. the Chiss Ascendancy. Right. I think it would have been cool if they would have kind of tied that in. Again, Rebels did my boy Thrawn wrong. Yeah. And, and I loved Rebels, and I loved... <clears throat> I mean, I loved Darth Maul. I loved, right. And I loved seeing Thrawn. I'm so glad that he's back in canon. I'm, yeah, I'm glad they canonized him. And maybe they did do that right. Maybe it's just the ending of like... I, I think he just went out cheap. I think he was like way too easily defeated. Here's Even when he did get victories, it was like, ha-ha, gotcha, you know? Yeah. It's and I kind think, of a cheap shot. So I would have loved to have seen like... If Lando, and I know that they don't really cross paths in Rebels, so there's not really a way that they could have had it happen. But Lando's droid makes an appearance, let me tell but you. If, <laughs> if Lando is like... What can I do for you? If, if Lando's like, yeah, I know a guy, I'll go get somebody, don't worry. We got somebody. And if freaking Thrawn showed up... Because here's the thing, one of the things I love about Thrawn, and this is totally off topic of episode 9, right? but one of the things I love about Thrawn is... He has the galaxy's best interest at heart. Always. Like, he joins the Empire because, because he, he sees feels it there's something as, else out there. He sees and the it Empire as the is order against to, Exactly, as the greater good. He's constantly fighting against injustices within the Empire itself. You know, right. he has a very impartial balance when he goes to interplanetary or, you know, intraplanetary conflicts. He's always looking for the, the ultimate good. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so moving along, last thing. 
Okay? We are 45 minutes in. We said 25, but we're doing this yeah. game. All right. So, yeah. so uh, at the end of the day, okay, I don't think we'll ever have a Star Wars trilogy that is just open and shut, a more cohesive story, more magical, that lightning in a bottle concept of four, five, and six. The right. Well, and George trilogy. knew that. That's why they got made first, you know? So, my question is at the end of the day, now that it's over, and maybe it's still fresh, but how do you feel about the sequel trilogy as a trilogy? As a trilogy? Uh, probably like the least cohesive. Yeah. Um, four, five, six, that's the Luke Vader story. Uh, like I said, George knew that was where Star Wars was. Like that's the body of yeah. Star Wars for he George had, Lucas, he had the one creator six of Star Wars. ready. Yeah, like he had one through six. The concept right. was there. And he's like, I'm only maybe going to get these three made. Four is the best individual story. Right. We'll go from there. Right. Um, and then a lot of people complain about one through three, but I'm like, listen, 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 listen. Uh, <laughs> you knew how three had to end before one even started. Like that was already right. written in the books, finalized. Those things had to happen, and to be able to kind of tell those story in a way that's still fresh. And revelatory to what you're already expecting and knowing that you have to see. Um, I think that storyline, it's very linear. You know, you know where it's moving you from where it started. Right. Again, four, five, six, best trilogy overall. And I'm gonna say seven, eight, nine as a cohesion, you know, in a cohesion factor. Uh it's, it's just not there. It's not there mainly because there were just so many conflicting interests in the production mm -hmm. um because seven we started we had no idea where nine was going to go and right. i think before after eight and working up to nine they still didn't know where nine was going to mm -hmm. go um and that's what that's what is confusing mm -hmm. for me because you know they that lucasfilm kathleen kennedy disney they all said that palpatine was the end goal right um but just earlier this week if there's any credibility at all to the leaked colin trevorrow uh, script, which we don't know. We don't know if that's really what was right. going to happen, but if there's any validity at all, Palpatine's not even the bad guy. Kylo is the bad guy. Palpatine is in a holocron. If you haven't looked up the Colin Trevorrow uh, script, there's some things that I liked a lot about it. If, uh, all in all, I think I like the episode 9 we got I think, better. I think so too. Um, but, you know, Palpatine as the big bad in episode 9 does it undo Anakin stuff? It's very hard to to talk to figure out. Right. I don't think it does because when you see Palpatine, he is when he more says, of a ghost. He says, "I've fallen before." You know, yeah, it's like I've died before. He's died somehow, and I want so bad with every fiber of my being to see how he came back. I need the Palpatine comic series. <laughs> uh, I want to see the Sith acolytes on Exegol. Yeah, who the heck, who the heck are those guys? I want There was like 50,000 people there just shooting the breeze in a black robe. Are they like, naked <laughs> under there? What's happening? Are they barefoot? He's got Athlete's like... His <laughs> foot is running rampant in the showers on Exegol. The, the whole planet is riddled with an entire space fleet. Palpatine's like, you're all here with me now. Yeah. And it, they're just breeding uh, dark yeah, what's side happening? followers. They are all killed very easily by falling statues. Uh, I want to see it all. I want to learn the history of this Sith temple. I want to see uh, how Palpatine came to discover it. I want to see why Vader never really made a bigger play towards it. Uh, I want all and those And maybe things. that's why the prequels 
and the original mm-hmm. trilogy feel more complete is because, first of all, when the first Star Wars ever came out, there was right. never a movie like that before. Ever. And there never was an expectation. Nowadays, I mean, as soon as we left the theater, I was like, I have to have the visual dictionary now. Because <laughs> there's literally the next day. There's about it. there's the there's all the lore. There's all there's there's so many there's there's yeah. a thousand things attached to this two hours that you're seeing. Right. And I think that when the original trilogy came out, there was no expectation for that, so it was so magical. Right. And then when you then you make a whole trilogy just about the backstory of what happens in episode four through six. And that movie has a backstory in our real world of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. We don't really care what happens before episode one. Like, if you think about it, you never hear about anybody really clamoring for that. Hey, what happens right. before episode one? Nobody really cares. I care. Uh, yeah. Master and Apprentice, read it. Yeah, fantastic. And there's stuff that's coming out that we love. Right. But in the moment, it was like, okay, you've seen four, five, and six. So what's happening to get us there? There was... There was a goal in mind that kind of helped you focus on those movies, and I feel like seven, eight, nine have have entered a, a time period where movies as a whole are more scrutinized. Star Wars, for sure, by even by the fans, obviously more so by the fans, is more scrutinized. Um, you know, I remember coming out of the movie and looking up, hey, whose voices was that to talk to Ray? Right, and we when Ahsoka was one of them. I found a whole thread that was like, that's, She's a, dead. that's a spoiler. Why is Ahsoka dead? And I was like, uh, maybe because it's a thousand <laughs> years later. Um, maybe but, because an entire generation are ready to have the next generation. Right, <laughs> you know? right. So as a trilogy, it doesn't feel like it sticks together very good. Uh, and it feels like to me, if you're showing someone for the first time, yeah, you could watch Seven and then go, hey, just so you know. Kylo We're just gonna skip Snoke. eight. We're gonna skip eight. And you go to nine. Yeah. And and I don't want to do that. Like right. when you know I've got a two year old think, and I've got a seven right. month old, and when they are old enough to really start watching Star Wars, we're gonna watch them. Right. We're gonna watch eight. We're not well, gonna I skip think that's... it. But I feel like <coughs> the story, like there's so much that happens in episode two. There's so much that happens in episode right. five that you can't just watch four then six. What right. the heck, Luke's a full blown Jedi now? What's going on? You know, yeah. like uh, you know, you go from. Uh, spinning's a good trick. I to, think you have. <laughs> yeah, to you go from all the way that to long hair Anakin yeah. with a cool scar and all that stuff. Like, what's going on with this? You know, yeah. you go from Obi Wan not really wanting to train Anakin to doing it reluctantly to now they're best pals. Yeah. Like, there's so much development in those middle movies, and there is development in Episode Eight for some of the characters. But I feel like there's so many concepts that whether it's the structure of the company. Or whatever it is, hmm. but there's not a. I feel like with four, five, and six, obviously the concept was there. With one, two, and three, the concept was clearly there. Yeah. And I felt like with seven, eight, nine, I feel like there wasn't a roundtable discussion. You know, we know right. for sure that Colin Trevorrow, one of the reasons he backed out is because he was not at the original roundtable discussion and he felt like he was out of tune with what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and so I feel like. If you had three, I, I honestly think the best thing they could have done to make it feel like more of a trilogy, more of a single idea, is you give JJ the reins for three movies, or yeah. you give Ryan the reins for three movies. I'm not, I don't have an issue with Ryan Johnson. I think that Ryan is a visionary, and mm-hmm. I think that if he did a new trilogy or a new movie, it could be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that he did not treat characters that we had a pre-existing notion and of how like they were really gonna be. vested interest and a lot of knowledge of you know? right right so uh anyways i think that the sequel trilogy looking back i love each movie 
but I feel like if you were to watch them in a row, they don't feel like it's it's, it's not a unit. It's kind of no. hard whenever episode <clears throat> one and then you skip ten years and then episode two feels more cohesive than a movie that three movies that take place within a year of each other. Yeah, like seven eight are back to back, and then nine is a year later. So within a year, all three of these movies take place, and they're the most disjointed. Yeah, and I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's a thing that's just because of the turmoil within the directors and like hiring, firing, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, but individually, I think they really hold up. And so yeah. um, I can't wait. We have so much Star Wars still coming. Uh, that, we'll have to talk about. Yeah. The Ben Solo comic is still going on. There's yeah. two more issues. We're two in. There's two to go. And I'm hungry for them. And <laughs> Mandalorian Season 2 is coming out. You know, there's been rumor of a lot of stuff from original Skywalker Saga coming out. Mm. What does that mean? Yeah. Is Boss going to be there? Is Boba going to be there? Fingers crossed. It was definitely Boba. Um, so... You know, what's going to go on with that? we got the Kenobi series. We've got all kinds of stuff. Yep. Uh, so, again, this is the Chiss Ascendancy Star Wars podcast. Ideas, theories, and commentary from Wild Space. Uh, and remember, the only family you have here is me. <laughs> it's literally just us. It's just us. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is just our rough go of it. This is the first one, but I had first a lot whatever. of fun. And, me too. And... Uh, We'll pick it up. So we've got Clone Wars to talk about before that comes out. Clone Wars, Kylo comic, all the Star Wars, all the books, all Thrawn. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. There's a lot of stuff to Kenobi cover. Kenobi coming up. We've got catching up to do. We've got to talk about the Clone Wars. Yeah, there's coming a lot. Up and what's already there. There's a lot. So we'll see you guys on the flippity flip. May the force be with you always. Hey guys, this is Samuel from Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. I just want to say for myself and my brother Josiah, thanks so much for tuning in with us today. If you like what you saw and you're interested in more future content, go ahead and give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. You can also find us and future announcements about what's coming up at Chiss Ascendancy Podcast on Instagram. We'll go ahead and put that handle in the bio in the description. Uh, again, thanks so much for tuning in and we hope to see you again soon. May the force be with you.